So are you ever going to actually get ahead in life or do you only think you're going to? You know, is the work that you're putting in this week actually going to get you ahead or are you going to step and fall back next week because of unforeseen circumstances? Interesting. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the very first ever podcast that I'm making. That was Ryan, our Uber Eats guy, who we decided to ask if he had any sort of life advice that we are going to be answering later on in this episode. I'm not alone here, okay? Even though it might sound like I'm alone with this effect on. Guys, is anybody here? Hello? <laughs> I'm actually joined with a friend of mine named Amar. Hello. Oh, nice. No echo. Nice. No echo for you yet. Now, Amar and I went to high school, and I figured you'd be a great uh, co-host slash guest for the first episode Mm -hmm. because we went to high school together, and we can kind of share stories. And also, you've got a pretty interesting backstory that I want to ask you about real quick. And then we're going to actually answer some advice that you guys sent in through a voice note. We have Mm -hmm. not heard these, by the way. No, we haven't. And I'm excited. I'm really excited. So let's get to know you, Amar. Mm. You're here with me on this show. I think a lot of people already know a lot about me because they've watched my YouTube videos. Um, But Amar and I went to high school together and we belonged in a group that I call the floaters. There's there's cliques, there's the popular kids, there's the nerds. Um, I think I fit in with the skaters, but I also think I was a floater. Mm. And it sounds like like the, the turd that floats in the toilet (laughs) a floater is somebody that can go to a bunch of different groups yeah and be cool with them it's not 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 like friends but you're like oh what's up dance here (laughs) you know yeah no you were definitely cool with everyone yeah i guess we belonged in that same group uh to be clear we weren't in the same group of of floaters (laughs) there's floaters sporadically there's a lot of different (laughs) there's a lot of different types of floaters just to be clear um you know, I had my own group. Uh, we called ourselves the Arabs and Blacks. <laughs> the Arabs and Blacks? Yeah, it was just like, it was their thing. Okay, and what, what did you guys do on weekends? Um, we played a lot of FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> were you, okay, so when you play FIFA, I want to ask you this yeah. because my brother was a big FIFA player yeah. when we lived down in Texas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I shared the room beside him. Oh, man. Now, when this kid would play FIFA... <laughs> It was like he was in like the WWE, like yeah, wrestling. He would be swearing, pass the effing ball, this and that. And I, I think like one time he actually threw his Xbox against Yikes. the wall. My brother does not have anger issues at all, but that game was it brought a really emotional, intense 100%. side of him. Were you like that when you played that? Yeah, I think that's what made us closer as friends. You know, like usually with your group of friends, you have to have like your your certain fights, right? And then right. people cross lines. Yeah, <clears throat> I think the crossing of the lines was a little faster. Because of FIFA and all, like, we, we competed a lot. We were very, like, I don't know, I guess in high school, like, you just wanted to be, like, the guy, like, you know, the best. But we also had this, like, weird thing, and I'll talk about this maybe some other time. Um, but we would have, like, these, like, sit-downs. I would organize these sit-downs, uh, like, once every six months, once every year, where we'd say what we hated about each other. Like, literally, like... It's not like it just comes what? up in conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's so Dr. Phil of you. I know. <laughs> and I would like gather the crew <laughs> in my house and I'd be like, all right, you know, Amar, what do we hate about Amar? And people like, man, my friends would come with like lists, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> drop the scroll. Okay, let's see, Amar. So you, you would sit your friends down and yeah. you'd say, guys, let's hash everything out right now. We have beef. We need to get it out right now. 
it was like before the beef even started. You know what I mean? It was just so, like, so it's it's, it's metaphorical beef. Like well, th- like this could happen. Yeah, like or if sorry, I, theoretical. If I, beef. Like I didn't have a girlfriend, but like if Amar has a girlfriend, Isa's the type to come in and, you know, and what take my girlfriend. <laughs> theoretical stuff, but then also like things that we could see happen. Man, I'm really doing my friends an injustice here. Yeah, you sound like... We'll talk about this some other time. It's, uh, <laughs> in one side of things, it sounds like you had a very healthy friend group because you're like, let's talk about things. But on the flip side, you're kind of like, let's sit down and talk about problems that don't exist yet, just <laughs> in case, you know? Yeah, yeah. So anyways, we're floaters. Yeah. We, we were friends back in high school we're, and in a sense where it'd be like, what's up, Mar? We do like the head nod, you yeah, know? Yeah. Maybe not we're even cool say anything, other. just like, you know. So. Exactly. And I thought Amar would be great for this because we sort of, I'm going to say lost touch, but lost touch in a sense that we weren't really close to begin with. <laughs> but <laughs> we had no touch to lose. <laughs> yeah. We, it was more like a flick. Yeah. We lost a flick. And uh, Amar did some pretty significant stuff. Was it two summers ago? Two summers ago. Um, he actually traveled across Canada mm. based solely off of the kindness of Canadians. Yeah. And uh, I guess uh, what were the rules of this thing? So we had zero dollars. Um, zero. Did you did for, you actually have zero dollars? We actually had zero dollars. No, oh, come on. We, like, we, we, you we, went to like a, let's say you went to like a fast food and you're like, yo, no one's around. <laughs> Bust out with the five bucks. <laughs> Bust tax. Um, we actually had zero dollars. The only we did get money. We did get cash money throughout. Um, that's just people being like, no, no, no. Here, have the twenty dollars. And like we'd say no a million times, and like they'd like sneak it into our bags. Um, but then we all gave that back to a charity um, or to what? other people. Yes, yeah, so we had zero dollars for food, travel, accommodations. We had to get from St. John, well, Kitty Vitty in St. John's, Newfoundland to Tofino, British Columbia. So the East Coast to the West Coast. Yeah, super and you East, made it. super West, yeah. And we made it. And How long? How long did it take you? It took us 30 days, so it wasn't... Go ahead. Hold on. Okay, <laughs> hold on. It took you 30 days. 33, to yeah. get 33 days yeah. to get from the East Coast to Canada to the West Coast. No money at all. Yeah, I, I'm glad for your reaction here because that's exact. That's exactly what it was. Like a lot of people were like, "No, you're going too fast. Like we want to see you struggle." Like I seriously have like DMs on Instagram that are like, "You're not struggling enough. We want you to like struggle." And no, man, it's Canada. Great, beautiful people of Canada. Um, so yeah, we went from East Coast to West Coast. And- so was there anybody that was weird? That's like, yeah, I'll give you a ride if you let me sniff your hair. There was, um, there was a few. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, my yeah. God. Um, I what did was, they do? I was, man, there's so many. There's like, there's one guy who was coked out. Um, another couple offered like a foursome. Um, well, it was a threesome what? first and then it turned into a foursome. It didn't turn into. Because they picked up another another hitchhiker. <laughs> like, hey, man, you want in? Yeah. So it was me and my friend. And I was like, man, are you getting like, are you getting these like like sexual vibes from from this couple because they, they took us in like you know like they give us a place to stay they i just don't want to say too much about them you know but well say to, oh, I, well i'm not gonna be like oh that's janice from alberta i'm not gonna know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah fair enough um all right so they we went to a hotel and it was fully booked right and um they're like hey like we would love for you to like stay in or, like we, we could give you a room here for free not a problem but it's fully booked um, so if you want, you can come back to our house, right? Did they own the hotel? No, she just worked. This girl, um, she just worked at the front desk, right? And she's like, I just have to ask my fiance. And I was like, so you guys are checking in. You're like, one room, please. They're like, oh, we're full. And you're like, oh, darn. They're like, but you can come sleep at our house. We're not checking in because we, we have no money to check in with. <laughs> right. So, so, what, so, so we just go, go there to like with- a hotel and be like, 
hey, uh, this is a situation. We're going from East Coast to West Coast, um, you know, just seeing how, uh, you know, how far we can make it on the kindness of Canadians. Uh, would love if, you know, if you have a place to stay, that'd be great. If not, we totally understand. That's cool. And then we just keep moving, right? So she said, look, what you guys are doing is amazing. I love it. I would love to give you a place to stay. But um, this hotel's booked. But So come back with us. Yeah. So hey, I'm going to go ask go my fiance and then see if it's cool. Mm-hmm. So I thought she's going to call him. No, her fiance works with her at the hotel. Um, she tells him. <laughs> he goes to the back room. They huddle. They're like, okay, we're gonna, you can come back to our place. We're so happy. We're excited, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it wasn't weirded out because, I mean, we've gone through this so much. And then, uh, you know, I was getting weird vibes from her. Like, just like sexual vibes. Just like, I'm not a cocky guy, but like, you know, sometimes when you feel it, you're like, you just feel oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? 100%. Like, um, well, like, well, like, what was it? Like, she would eat a hot dog like, in one bite or something? Yeah, something, you know, it's things like along those mind. lines of just, like, and, like, touching, you know, like, the forearms and I don't know. There's just a lot of touching. and Okay, yeah. I don't like, I, you know, we're not going coast to coast on the sexualization of our bodies, <laughs> right? So, right. you know, I don't want to be touched for a room. Right, right. So I, I'd rather just do it on Canadian kindness. Anyways, I tell my friend, I'm like, man, are you getting, like, weird vibes? He's like, no, man. No one wants to sleep with you. You're a hitchhiker. No one who, no one wants to. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. Supportive friend. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Whatever. And then we go sleep, and I, I go upstairs, and I'm getting just like some water. Uh, she, they put us in the basement. <laughs> they put us in the basement, and then so I go upstairs. And I'm getting some water, and she's like, she comes out of her room. This is like two, three a.m. She comes out of her room, and then, man, the sexualization started, and I was like, oh my god. She was like. <clears throat> She's like, you know, well, even though we're we're engaged, we still want to spice things up. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, there's no other explanation for this other than you want me to make out with you and do other things, <laughs> right? right? Especially when she's like, we like to spice it up. I'm like, this is a threesome. Was her husband like peeking through the door, like, honey, what did he say? And then she's like, yeah, he's totally cool with it. Um, we talked to we talked about this, and I was like. Hold on. So, okay, pause you there. So, this was uh, an offer in the kitchen late at night for a foursome. Yeah. I mean, I a foursome. Want... No, it was a threesome. A th- so, you, her husband, and the wife. Yeah. Okay. And then my friend is downstairs. So, he's still sleeping. Yeah. He's not there. And I was like, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, by the way, little side topic, and we're going to talk about this later. Biggest and proudest virgin that I am. <laughs> you know right. when you t- so uh, when you told me that mm. you told me that in a, in a car we were stopped at a red light yeah after lunch because you have always uh, been one that's been around girls the girls always liked you yeah. so I imagine the opportunity has presented itself multiple times mm-hmm. um, but you say that and that takes a lot of guts because a lot of people would be and, and this isn't saying that you, like to make you feel bad but a lot yeah. of people might feel. Uh, shy to share that like oh um, but you're like I'm the proudest virgin ever for sure but also like in many ways that makes it easier for me what to does? say that uh, to say I'm the biggest and proudest virgin because it just creates the line right away that nothing is going to happen also right? do you do you <laughs> tell girls this early yeah so on? like this is like on like a first day like if is I'm that... paying for her she's paying for me I <laughs> as the bill comes by the way I'm the biggest and proudest virgin no just way like, no just way. something random throughout the day I'll throw that in there. You'll slide in and say, hey, I'm the proudest virgin at some point in the conversation. There was two times when literally she walked in. <laughs> she walked into my like car as I'm picking her up for the date. 
these are two different hers. And I was like, by the way, I'm the biggest empire's virgin. <laughs> and it just like, it gets the conversation going so fast, so easy, you know, that there's like, there's no expectation for tonight. And what I like about it is that I don't have to like craft a story to get her in my room. Right. So, right. I, so like I think that's, that's a good way to do it with like meeting someone for the first, not for the first time, but like meeting somebody organically. I think yeah. if you're meeting girls on Tinder and your first line is when you, when you guys meet, I'm the biggest, proudest virgin. Mm. I don't know how you can be the biggest virgin. Like you just swat away and all the, the girls. I dare any other virgin to <laughs> yeah. be a bigger virgin. Challenge me. <laughs> yeah. um, so I could see in certain aspects, it could be, it could create a, uh, probably a large awkward moment. Yeah. I, I just feel like it's more awkward once it's not said that like, like I'm in bed with her and she's like, so what do we Okay, hold on though. If if it's getting to the point where you're already in bed with her and like, and I haven't said it, that's that's, you know that's hard. Has that happened? Yeah, that has happened. That, so that, and that's so the hardest thing. Is no point. That, do you think you know we're okay? We're taking off her shoes. Those things are still chill. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're, we're she's touching my forearms. Still chill. Oh, we're walking towards our room. She's holding my hand. Oh, still chill. Yeah, oh, yeah. now we're naked. Here like, we are. <laughs> oh man, like that's that's yeah. like a buzzer beater. It, it, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like it truly is a buzzer beater. Like fade away shot sometimes because you just have to like fade away right after you say and it. And one, and you swatter it away. <laughs> I wouldn't go for and one, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So you, that's what I'm saying. It's always easier to say it during the day rather than when it gets too late. Rhyming it, nice, hmm. because when it gets too late, it's more about like her. You know, it it, it becomes less about me and more about her like no it's, it just sounds like a bs excuse like oh no i'm, oh. I'm a virgin oh yeah you know? yeah like, okay and sure then she's like oh man what's wrong with me and i i would hate for any girl to think that way um mm. so that's why i'd rather say it in the beginning of the date okay to show that it truly is genuinely me how old are you 27 27 here you go and that's uh that's get get to know amar everyone <laughs> man no, no I, i'm, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. impressed that you have that sort of ability because you yeah. know, earlier on, I mentioned this whole mental health thing. And one of the biggest things for me was to mention that I have anxiety because mm. with my audience and YouTube in general, when your audience looks at you and you're not whole anymore, you know, mm. you're not this perfect human that's always funny, laughing, positive. Yeah. I was worried that my audience was going to leave or turn away. And when I first mentioned it, I think it was for a Bell Let's Talk Day, which yeah. is a mental health awareness day. I shared my experience with anxiety. And uh, how I went and saw a therapist for the first time, what that was like. Mm. And I was blown away by how many emails and DMs I got from people saying, wow, this is amazing. Like, thank you so much for opening up. I thought I was the only one. So I, I admire people like you that can sit there and say, I'm the biggest, proudest virgin at 27. Because there is this sort of pressure from society to lose your virginity in uh, the age of 17, 16, yeah. 18, you know. Um, so that's pretty impressive. And it's impressive because you're like uh, a cool guy. People okay. like you. You're sociable. You, you do things like you made it across Canada based off your kindness. You're not scared of people. And that's that's also shows that you can still be a virgin. It sounds ridiculous, but you can yeah. still be a virgin and be a cool guy. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's, that's what I'm, I'm trying to not fix that, but I know that anyone around me, anyone I have contact with, no them knowing that like it sounds weird to say like you could be a virgin and cool right right but that's truly how it is like in society mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um so well because it, it feels like i'm doing good over there 
by saying like you can be cool and a virgin. So do you take it as uh, a role for you? Like, do, are you avoiding having sex because you take it as it's a role for you? Yeah, it's almost like I've become. That's what I was trying to say. It's like like that. I'm almost become a voice, like Mister Virgin Man, like the for, hero for the virgins. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> sorry, but I've, like I've never thought about it that way. Should I be laughing? <clears throat> no, Look, you could totally laugh. I'm laughing because we're relating this to a superpower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mister Virgin. <laughs> okay, yeah, so there have been tons of situations where I'm like, is is that something you're proud of? Are you proud of that? I'm proud of that, but I also know <clears throat> on the flip side that if I was to break it now, then I've missed out on like a good 10 like years. A, of, yeah, a lot of ass. Yeah. Ten, 10 years of ass. 10 years. That's okay though. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm impressed because man, it's, it, I don't it, know how to say this without sounding like, like no, a no, no, horny go, ass go man. But go it's like, it. it's tough to avoid that. Like at 27 years old, like. You go to a lot of birthday parties. You go to a lot of weddings. And if you're constantly mm. the single guy in the friend group, your yeah. friends naturally take it as their duty. Oh, you know what? Amar. <clears throat> Sorry. Amar or Dan. Those are single guys. Let's let's set them up with uh, with Stephanie. Yeah. You know, Stephanie. Like, And it's always like the weird friend, too, that they can't hook up with anybody. And you're like, great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> this is what you think of me. So it's almost tough that you've gone through 10 years uh, without having... I'm sure you've had awkward moments, but without... Like having significant awkward moments? Yeah. I mean, as great as it will probably feel, um, I'm I'm more there for the story. You know what I mean? If I can get into an awkward situation, I'm super in. I'm down. Um, Man, I don't know how we got on this topic. Yeah, <laughs> like, it truly was good to know Omar. This is good to know Omar <laughs> on like a, a very deep level. But is there a time frame that you're, you're feeling like, okay, you know, I don't want to be known as the 40-year-old virgin. Is it is are you, is it like you're celibate and you're wait, or you're waiting till marriage? Yeah, no. I, at first, I was like, man, am I doing this because like it's my religion or this or that? And man, I gotta tell you, it's nothing to do with like religion or like a time frame. It's just if I meet the right person, I, I, it sounds weird to say, but if I meet the right person, mm -hmm. that's when I'll know. Um, so for me, it's not about like I have to wait till marriage or. I know for sure it won't be like if we're just dating. Right. Right. Um, but if I know for sure, like you are like the, the one, one for me, um, I'm down. Um, so, you, so you hold the the token of virginity at a high level, which I think is what's gotten you this far. Because I think I, yeah. I, in high school, a lot of people are like, I got to get rid of it. It's a burden. I'm mm -hmm. being judged by my friends. I'm the only one in my friend group that still has their virginity. Yeah. So it's almost like you've put it on a pedestal so high now i mean as the years go on it's like okay it's higher, yeah, and, higher. It's, it's higher and higher so you're kind of waiting for the perfect woman yeah which which by the way is is like bad in many ways um i, I don't know I'm, I'm really good with like seeing the good things i do but then also everything i do i like to just like talk shit about myself right i like to talk shit a lot of shit mm -hmm. but that's it's not like judgmental shit it's not like like I think I'm really down on myself. Right. It's just, I like to check myself because I know no one will check myself harder than my own. So that that's an sense. interesting technique. That's something that I've told people. Uh, if they're looking to get into YouTube, I yeah. always tell them that in 2018, the safest form of humor is to make fun of yourself. Mm -hmm. Because if you're poking fun at somebody else, their appearance, their look, obviously their race, it's, it's, it's yeah. uh, frowned upon for some of those obvious, mm -hmm. obvious reasons. But if I sit there... And I do a video and I make fun of myself. Somebody can't tell me I'm wrong for making fun of myself without it being an opinion. 
Yeah. You know, oh, like, oh, I suck at cooking. No, Dan, you don't say that you don't suck at cooking. It's like, oh, you're supporting me. But if I make fun of somebody, make, oh, they've got that's like true. a massive nose. That's just mean-spirited. Yeah. So I know what you mean because I, I often do that a lot. It's to... It's a it's a way to be humbled and um, relatable. Yeah. Nobody likes the guy that goes into a room and it's like, yo, I'm the best. You see that? I'm the oh, best. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, man, I suck. Naturally, people are going to be like, no, man, it's okay. You don't yeah. suck. It, it's a form of, I, I think also there's a bit of sympathy fishing. Yeah, there in, is. In some cases, yeah, yeah, where you're like, I suck. I'm the worst. What's that? Oh, yeah. You, yeah okay. you know? <laughs> you think I'm good. Yeah. You're like <laughs> fishing for compliments. Um, yeah. Like, I, I think in the beginning it started like that where... It didn't start like that where it's like it, it, it like it didn't start with you know me i'm like i gotta humble myself and things like that um or i gotta like fish for sympathy mm-hmm. um but i definitely know that that's a dangerous place to take this mm-hmm. right like laughing at yourself is cool right but laughing at yourself and actually judging yourself and putting yourself down is not cool you know what i mean to a certain extent yeah 100 percent uh I, i'm not it, saying it doesn't happen it just it affects your uh, self-esteem after a yeah, while. Yeah, that's where it's 100%. like that's where it's bad. Yeah, right. And I think a, a lot of times um, around different groups of people, especially if, like a person you just met, putting yourself down might come across as like, wow, this guy really has like self-esteem issues. It's like, no, I don't have self-esteem issues. It's on the other well, side. Well, yeah. So I know what you mean. There's always that friend in the group that is uh, kind of that woe is me type of friend. Yeah. And it, it is exhausting sometimes to be around them where they're always the one that is dealing with an issue. Yeah. And it gets to the point where you're like, you know, is there room for me to have an issue or is it your issues again? Mm. So I know what you mean. Like that does get frustrating. Yeah. Um, but back to what you were mentioning and how you're putting at it is that it's, it is a form of humbling yourself checking yourself but people don't view you as a cocky asshole yeah it's it's a view oh, okay amar's a nice guy he he knows the awkward yeah. the cringy moments so yeah man i mean that's we, crazy how we got here <laughs> i don't know uh, that's podcasting you know yeah, yeah, you have a I conversation and you get down a road of like virginity you know yeah. <laughs> i love it I, when i said i wanted to get to know you i was like let's get to know his favorite color yeah, like, you went truly, across canada <laughs> wow oh you're a virgin i was like Yo, yeah wow you know but that, that's really cool that's re- i i admire you for being so open about that i think a lot of people would appreciate that yeah um hey man if you guys have any uh any advice or that you need about virginity you let me know because i don't know how old your audience is but um and maybe with podcasting it's usually a little older anyway so if you're a little older and a little more virgin (laughs) you let me know (laughs) i think i just got an email (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh I've got so many questions. Um, okay, so so that's a huge side of you. I think we're getting to know you really, really well. But like me talking smack, that's just like my own personal thing where literally I would walk, almost every other person that I walk by in, on the street or whatever, I like think of like some crazy story for them of how their life is. Samesies. Right? Samesies, <laughs> Same, man. You know, like, look, I'm already talking smack that you said samesies. In your head? <laughs> yeah. I can see like, it. You know, who says samesies? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like, I do, I definitely talk smack in my head. Um, I never, again, I, I never judge them for who they are. Um, well, like hold on, hold on. you're just a bad person. No, no, right. An extreme judgment. But I think naturally we all do create judgments when we do meet someone. Yeah. It, it's, you know, there's this museum. I think it's called the Museum of Tolerance in Los Angeles. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a section <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the tour where there's two doors in front of you. Mm. And one of the, and the, the tour guide goes, um, if you've ever negatively profiled or judged somebody, mm. go through this door. If you have, you go through this door. 
And I remember in my group, there was three people that raised their hand and they went to go through the door of never negatively judging. Come on. And the door was locked. The door, the door does not actually ever open because it is impossible. Every single person on this planet has made a negative judgment before ever meeting somebody based off of past experiences where you might've been burned by somebody. Yeah. 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 You know, um, it's kind of like how when you're naming your kid, it's like, oh, do you want to name him Jackson? No, because in, like in middle school, <laughs> I was bullied by a Jackson. We hold on to these things. 100%. We, this, comfort, this is what I love about podcasting. Yeah. We've been all over the place. Um, I don't want to drag anything on. So what I did was similar to how we asked the Uber Eats guy uh, <laughs> what questions he has about life. Good old Ryan. I put out a tweet, and I asked anybody out there if they have any sort of advice or they need advice mm-hmm. or any sort of questions. Uh, email danocracyadvice at gmail.com. We have not heard any of these voice notes yet. Ooh. We're going to listen to them right now, real time. There was a handful of you guys that wrote emails. Uh, I don't know if you can't read or what, but I asked for voice <laughs> notes. So let's go ahead and listen to this first voice note, okay? This is from Nabila. Yo, Dan. So, yep, um, just a little bit of advice that I need from you. Um, basically, I'm a Philippine student, and I am thinking of withdrawing. I'm in a tight spot because I have I don't know if it's a wise idea to actually leave this school because I'm enrolling for another school which is not filmmaking. So I don't know, and I I really don't know if it's a wise idea. What do you think? How do you know that? you're making the right decision because right now I'm just in a confused spot. Yeah, I just don't know, dude. Okay, Nabila. Right, I mean, I feel like the question was asked nine times in that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> fair question. Listen. And big question. Big question. Here's, here's my advice for you, Nabila. Um, film school was something that I avidly seeked when I was in 12th grade, uh, mm. senior year of high school. I thought film school is where I wanted to go. I love doing YouTube. Uh, film school seemed like the natural progression to continue this. Um, here's what I'm going to say. There's a lot of film schools out there that are just bogus. They'll take your money. They'll, they'll show you how to uh, use a jib or like a camera crane. And they hope that'll kind of shut you up. And, oh, he learned. And they're not necessarily reputable at all. It'll be like uh, Zach's film school. It'll be like his mom's basement. Yeah. So I don't know the caliber of this film school that you're at. But let me tell you something. Um, if you got a passion in it, if this is something you really want, it shouldn't necessarily be that easy to give up. Um, there's there's multiple ways to get better at being a filmmaker. Um, I don't believe anyone can teach you creativity. I do believe there's ways to learn how to withdraw or, mm. or pull out that creativity from you. But if you're going to film school in hopes of <clears throat> being an Oscar award-winning director, there's uh, there's many ways to learn that without going to film school. Because the number one thing I see people do, there's there's so many people that hit me up and they're like, I want to be a YouTuber. How can I be a YouTuber? 90% of those are underlining like they want a shout out from me or something. Mm-hmm. The way you be a YouTuber, the way you do anything is through consistency um, and longevity. You're not just going to become the next Martin Scorsese overnight. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of productions out there that would love to have you as a free intern. You know what I mean? So if you really want to be, you know, the... I don't know, gaffer or something, right? You just, you could apply to a lot of places and work for free and get much more industry connections and, you know, hands-on experience, experience yep. than that. Um, okay, so next one, 
is from Manav. Hey Dan, I love you. I really want to become a happy person like you when I grow up. And I wanted to ask you that um, how to stay calm during a medical condition like uh, when we have an asthma attack or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love this question. This is amazing. So, lots of parts of this question. First off, super sweet. Uh, thank you so much for wanting to be like me, man. Like that, That's amazing. Like How, do, how does that feel? Uh, just just uh, before we answer the question, how does that feel when you hear that? It makes my day. Like it, it makes my day every time. Yeah. A big part of the reason why I became a YouTuber, or at least a positive, sort of family-friendly YouTuber, is because similar to how you're taking something that might not be considered cool, mm -hmm. jumping back to that virginity yeah. thing, <laughs> um, it, it's the same as me. Is like, it, it's hard to be cool and the nice guy. Yeah. And the fact that people out there still admire that role that, oh, I want to be like you. I want to be as happy as you. I truly believe, first off, that happiness is an avid choice that you have to make. Yeah. It's very easy to look at the world negatively. you got the news always saying, another shooting, another stabbing. Uh, you have friends that are maybe negative. Yeah. You have so many things against you to be a happy person that it is, uh, honestly, it's a choice I have to make every single day um, with things like, oh, uh, sorry, Dan, the, the plans got canceled. Yeah. Oh, man, I was really looking forward to that, but that's okay. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll do something else. We'll make it up. That's amazing. It's not, I feel like now we've come to the time where like being positive and being a happy person actually connects you with jobs, actually connects you with better opportunities. Oh man, a million. If I, people. if I, I tell people that all the time, the amount of times I've been on set or with a shoot with people yeah. and I've treated people with respect, you know, when you're coming to this industry and you're like, uh, you go to a shoot or you're on set and you're the, you're the focal point. Okay. Yeah. So many people take advantage of that. They're like, oh, I want a coffee. I want a, a macchiato, three yeah. pumps. It's like, you have to understand the camera person, the grip, the director, the producer are all the same as you. Yeah. Yes, you're on camera. And yes, you might get the notoriety for being in that episode or yeah. that shot. But the second you start treating people on a, a scale of whether or not they're important or not is when you lose. Man, yeah. I've gotten, you know, I work with The Source. It's an electronics store. And I know for a fact that they've hired me back to create videos uh, because I was a pleasure to work with in their there words. And uh, that's exactly it. It's, it's so, first off, to answer your question, th thanks so much for the compliment, first off. And to answer your question about being happy, it's an average choice. It's an avid choice, and it's something you have to keep working on. Yeah. I don't think it flows for anybody. Uh, yeah. Maybe if you do yoga, I've heard yoga does that. <laughs> Secondly, how do you remain calm during a medical condition like an asthma attack? Man, like, uh, the thing is, I'm not a doctor, first off. Mm. But I am somebody that deals with anxiety and I am somebody that has to work on remaining calm during an anxiety attack. Yeah. And the way I do that is through catching it early. How you remain calm, it's a scary thing. When you can't breathe or when you're in anxiety, when you lose control of your thoughts, it's a scary thing because yeah. you feel out of control. So to remain calm, it's about remembering, okay, you know, it's different because in anxiety, it's like, okay, I'm not going to die. It'll be fine. Asthma, you know, it could have a serious effect on yeah. you. So to panic, sometimes it is warranted. Yeah. So it's kind of a tough question to, re to remain calm during something that could really affect your life. I don't know if you really do want to remain calm. You Maybe know? panic could kick in some adrenaline that might make you breathe. It's true, but a lot of times you can't forget to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> you know what man I mean? to have asthma and forget to breathe would be the worst combination uh next one i think this is our last voice note before we get to our uber eats guy mlg danker i think it, uh, oh 
That's not the email, is it? <laughs> I, th- I think his name is Dean. 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 Okay. <laughs> Major League Gaming Danker. Hi, Dan. Um, I just want to say thank you for this voice note opportunity. And do you have any advice like me where bullying can bring you down very, very low? So if you have any advice on that, that'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh. These are some heavy topics. Okay. This is the one. So first off, no problem for the opportunity to do a voice note. I mean, you can technically do a voice note at any opportunity. <laughs> That's, the beauty <laughs> of a... done. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of a smartphone. Great question. Heavy question. These are real. Yeah. You're dealing with a bully. It sounds like you're a teenager, young teenager. High school, if you're listening right now and it's tough because you're being bullied and you're in high school, I really do think that high school not like nine times out of 10 is the pinnacle of where bullying breeds and lives. Um, Not to say it doesn't happen outside or out of workforces when it brings you down. Of course, bullying that's, that's its intended purpose is to bring you down. And it's easy for me to sit here and be like, no man, you know, it's a choice. Don't let it, don't let the words get to you because they do. They do a hundred percent. If you're human, they do get to you. This is the advice we're to give um, is one that I gave. I used. I just worked with Telus on a cyberbullying campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, as somebody that is constantly being scrutinized for how I look, uh, if I gained weight, if I'm funny, if I'm smart, that's that's a daily thing for me. Yeah. Being on YouTube, it's something I've learned to deal with. Um, but if you're in school and there's bullying things happening to you and it's really getting you down, first off, that's that's normal. Okay, if you're feeling sad about it, that's normal. Don't think that it's even worse now because you're sad. It really is about getting extra help with it. It, it bullying is not something that oh you're a pussy because you told on me no 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 no. if anything it's not fair game for you to sit there with all your friends and make fun of me so you go to a teacher you go to a parent you go to a friend or a sibling and you, you tell them what's going on without this fear of you being a pussy or a coward uh that is the number one technique bullying or bullies pump out yeah is Okay, I got to maintain this upper hand of being a bully. How do I do that? Okay, I take away any way that this person can get help yeah. by telling them that they're going to be a pussy if they do it. Bullies are stripped of their power so quickly when somebody above them or an authoritative, authoritative figure uh, gets involved. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's important that you do that um, <laughs> because it's not okay. Bullying is not okay. It's not okay to deal with it. It doesn't make you less than because you told on someone. A lot of people get bullied, so you're not alone in that either. Don't feel alone. A lot of us have been there. And I don't want that to sound cliche, but a lot of us have been there. And it only gets better. I promise you, like, it only gets better. And last but not least, we're going to get to Ryan's, who yeah. is our Uber driver or Uber Eats. Uber Eats driver. Delivery guy. Delivery guy. So are you ever going to actually get ahead in life? Or do you only think you're going to? You know, is the work that you're putting in this week actually going to get you ahead? Or are you going to step and fall back next week? Because of unforeseen circumstances. How do you get ahead in life? Is uh, me personally, it's through consistency of hard work, mm. being a good person. Mm. There's, there, there's so many shortcuts you could take that yes, it might get you somewhere faster, but the chances are, if you were to get caught or if those shortcuts fall through, you're going to be ten times further back than where you were yeah. to start with. So how do you know? It's 100. Um, percent You look at your surrounding. And you say, oh, this is awesome. I have this. I'm so thankful for this or that. Perfect example is whenever I get like that, whenever I start to get like, woe is me and sympathetic and kind of in my own head down, I look at Charlie 
And I'm like, this is amazing. This little guy, I have to take care of this little guy. He makes me so happy. I'm so lucky that I have the opportunity to have this little guy. Secondly, um, I look at my MMVA. This is the iHeartRadio Much Music Video Award. I just won for Fan Fave Creator. Yeah. I look at that and I'm like, I won this award because people voted for me. So there's a, a lot that you, people forget about or the, the the feeling of like, whoa, the, the high of it all fades away and then it doesn't hold the same value. You have to keep it the same yeah. level. Yes, it's not going to feel the same as once you first got it, but it doesn't mean you throw it away. You put it away. You won something. Remember you won something. Yeah. You're now a winner. You know, you have, you have a car. Some people don't have a car. Mm-hmm. You have great friends. You got a great partner. Um, yeah, perspective is everything. Man, perspective is everything. And that goes back to like even the happiness thing. Yeah. But that's the truth. I don't want to sound corny. And a lot of these answers might sound corny, but that's honestly how I view it. Yeah. 100%. I'd say probably some of the listeners might say, well, you know, well, I don't have an MMVA or I don't have a dog and things like that. I, I would say, you know, this MMVA didn't come from, you know, overnight or anything like that, right? These back to what Dan was saying about consistency. I mean, before I even knew Dan, he had a YouTube video out with um, with Matt, and you know he's really been putting out videos for ten, eleven, probably plus years, right? Um, so that consistency sometimes it's not going to happen within a week. You know, you're not going to put out a, a video today, and next week it's gonna you're you're gonna get a hundred thousand subscribers and you know on all that stuff that consistency is not just day to day it's you know day to day for months for years at a time and you know when you're a good person it's not just i'm i'm good i have to get this now i I was i was nice to them they should give me this being nice to someone without expectation for them to do anything back is i think a really good way to approach it does that make sense? Well, because yeah, then it's like a facade. It's like, okay, I'll do this nice thing. Yeah. Only if I get something back. You yeah. know, I recently learned that people often will do things to others what they want done to them. Mm. You know, so that's good and it's also uh, a bad thing because yeah. you're setting an expectation that you're, you're wishing someone would do for you. So, yeah, you know what? I'm going to help this old lady across the street if she gives me five bucks. Yeah. It's like you realize the good messaging <laughs> and the good deed is ruined when yeah. you're expecting and you're waiting for something back. Exactly. And a lot of people do get uh, jaded about yeah. or, or, or a lot of relationships do fizzle out because it's like, you know what? No, I made that person a cake. Mm. And you think they did anything for my birthday? <laughs> Well, hold on. Did you make that cake because you liked them as a friend? Or did you do it because you want them to make you a cake on your birthday? Yeah. Because the, the two very different gestures there. Yeah. Um, it's a great point. Uh, the whole MMVA thing, you're right. I use that as a reference just as something that I look at personally. But For sure. 100%, that, I, that's 10 years in the making. Exactly. I made so many cringy videos back in high school, college, when I lived in Texas. I've been doing YouTube for 10 years. Danocracy is a, uh, let's see... Uh, six years old channel. Oh. So uh, this isn't my first channel and I've been doing this forever. So when you see success in someone, be happy for them. Don't just think it's, oh, luck. They yeah. got it overnight, you know? But uh, back to the question, how do you know you're getting ahead in life? Well, look at your surroundings. Look around. Stop yeah, taking things for granted and remember the, the the feeling you had when you once had that. I have a question for you, Dan. Yeah, let's hit here. Where do you want this uh, channel to go? The podcast or the YouTube channel? This podcast channel. This podcast channel, I would love to be a weekly thing. Mm. People come back every week. They know they can get an episode, whether it's full of motivation or insight. 
I'll be interviewing people. Yeah. But cool. we, we've got a lot of fun things planned. I don't want to give away yet, but some fun calling into people and places. There's a lot of fun yeah. stuff coming. So if people like this, this is a sample. It's not going to be like this every week. Sometimes it'll be yeah. all jokes. Sometimes it won't all be jokes. Yeah. So that's episode one of the podcast. Hey, that's pretty good. That is pretty good. Thanks, Samar, for doing this with me. Appreciate it. Anytime. And uh, I think next week is when we'll have another episode out. Yeah. What that looks like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no Maybe we'll have a name for the podcast by then. Yeah. Cool, guys. Uh, I feel like we also need a good like outline. Like, take it easy and see in the flip side, you know? <laughs> like something we say every single week. Do people comment on podcasts? I don't know. Man, I don't even know the platform this is going to live on. Yeah. I'm going to try my best to get it on Spotify, Apple Music. Everything. Everywhere. SoundCloud. Yeah. Oh, SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud. It is everywhere. Anywhere that is accessible to people in an easy free way anyways guys thank you so much for listening and hopefully we see you or you'll hear from us next week man i'm so used to doing youtube that's why i'm like i'll see you next week yeah maybe you'll hear from us next week all right later guys